There's a lot of bullshit. Number one bullshit. Want to be countdown? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Go. I thought that would have been that would have been really. Fun. I'm putting that in there. Uh, of course you are. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody out there, podcast land. This is CS101. The CS stands for Combat Sports. The 101 because we bring you all the information that is on the on the, the the whole landscape of combat sports. We're talking boxing. We're talking MMA. We're talking kickboxing. We're talking high level grappling, Muay Thai, and everything in between. I am your co-host, the Rhino. Jeff, 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 Jeff. So there's whoa. There's a whole lot to get to today, Jeff. We had to uh, take last week off because there was a wonderful new addition to the family O-Essence. Yep. Yeah, my uh, my my nephew. That's why I told my I told my sister that. I'm like, I'm going to be that uncle that like is in the kid's life but isn't. And every time I see him, I'm going to go, nephew. <laughs> I fully am for it. I support it. Uh, we have just a ton of stuff to get to today. Uh, there was all the, there was several UFCs that we have to cover. There was some great boxing over the last couple of weeks. We have the upcoming uh, UFC Singapore. John Lineker making his pro debut, or I'm sorry, not his pro debut, his one debut next weekend there's the pfl we have to go over i mean we have just a whole slew of wonderful content to get to my man the essence so do we want to start with uh last week's we'll start with tampa yeah last week's ufc tampa yeah and we'll start with the top three you want to go top three well let's actually before we do that uh mackenzie Dern lost unanimous decision uh i'm still really impressed that she came back as quick as she did four months after having a kid which is almost impossible Wow, I mean, you would, you would think super impressive. Yeah, um, I don't know why she thought she was a striker though. It's a mystery. Yeah, no, um, people, <laughs> people, listen, do what you do what you know. Stick with your strengths, particularly when you're coming off a uh, layoff like that, where I'm sure you know uh, you're still I, hot. I, yeah, <laughs> I can only assume that she couldn't have been completely physically ready. I mean, obviously, neither one of us and I, neither one of us have the equipment to have a baby. We don't know what that's like, but I can only assume. Oh, I got the equipment. Oh, give me a break. (laughs) I can only assume (laughs) that that really depletes your body and takes a lot out of you. So to come back within four months, it's really, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's a credit to her and, Mm-hmm. You know, to everyone out there in CS101 land, I apologize for that statement. I do not want any sexual accusations against me. I have to cover my own ass. <laughs> I thought it was funny, though. So, it's again, hog season, boy. <laughs> uh, Mackenzie Dern, again, that loss doesn't hurt that bad. You really well, do have a. And Amanda's a, a stud, too. Absolutely. And you know what? She's beautiful. Holy. Are. Oh, yeah. I like Rebus yeah. better, though, to be honest. Yeah, she's she's a cutie. She's very pretty. Had a great did a great job stand up. Those inside elbows were were fearsome. She she really is someone to look forward to to make some noise uh, in the division. And also, you know what? Shout out to Mackenzie Dern. I don't ever want to uh, hear anybody making fun of her not making weight anymore because she had a kid and made one fifteen, bro. Like that's fucking impressive. Dude, it helps her make weight. I feel like <laughs> I don't know how that, that works, bitch, that but bitch fuck, is maybe thick in her last fight. <laughs> but yeah, you know, shout out to her for that. That's a really impressive thing to do. Shout out to Rebus for her performance. So uh, can we move into my favorite part of the evening, which was the Nico Price versus James Vick? Yeah, murking. Yeah. So was, James uh, Vick could what? He lost three in a row. Yeah, Correct. this is three right now. This was three. Okay, so you lost you two had, row. Um, Gaethje. You had Gaethje, Felder, and this one. Okay. Uh, you know, Vic had said all over social media, oh, I've shored up all the problems. I know <laughs> what I've got to do. And then what happens, dude? He gets kind of uh, – he he's standing. Nico Price is on his back. Nico the Hybrid Price, who follows us on Twitter. Shout out to you, big man. Uh, and Nico throws a beautiful 
I'm going to call it. It's not really an up kick, dude, because he swung it. It was almost like an axe kick. It was an upward axe kick. Yeah, it was like an upward axe kick from his back. Hits James Vick perfectly on the jaw. Puts him out. And that's probably the end of James Vick UFC career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs he needs time off. Like, as much as... I don't want to say I dislike him as a fighter. I dislike... It, it's like the Kobe thing. Like I just dislike their personality. Like, his personality is just trash to me. And I... Uh, Watching him get murdered like the, this in the last couple of fights has been really, really fascinating. It was one of those things, too, where I just – it, especially against Nico Price, I guess I would say. You're going for ground and pound. You know this dude. This dude is the only person to visit, like knock people out, not TKO, knock people out off of his back. Right. And you're just going to – you're going to be careless letting him swing – because he was swinging kicks anyways before that, like, off of his back. And you're just going to carelessly just not grab, you know, an ankle. You're, you're not going to control that. Like, kind of your own fault at that point. 100%. And, you know, it's it's one of those rare things you see. You don't see an upkick knockout every day. In fact, I think they said there only been, I think, three or four cases of it uh, in the UFC, that is. Uh, James Vick, we, you know, we kind of really wanted to see what it was going to be like for him not to have to cut weight again. You know, yeah. move up from that from that 155 up to 170. I mean, 6'3", big frame, big kid. Um, you know, I was curious to see, too. But, you know, Nico Hyber-Price, is a, he, he's a crazy animal, dude. He, the guy is, no matter what position he's in, no matter what uh, he has had happen to him two or three seconds beforehand, the dude is always in the fight. Nico Price is... He is, he's so funny. He's an eccentric. He's an unusual dude. Uh, I, I really like him. He's funny. Um, but, again, you can never count this guy. He's one of those guys that just has that that it factor as far as no matter where he is, mm-hmm. he is capable of getting out of it and then knocking you out. Yep. And, and, and that's just, that's just means, the fucking, what's that? Which means one thing and one thing only. What's that? I need him and Mike Perry to fight. <sighs> that would be pretty fucking sick. I did, I did see that Mike Perry had talked about Robbie Lawler. And I'd that, also be down for that fight. Yeah, and I would be so down for that fight too. So, yes, UFC matchmaker Sean Shelby, let's go, bro. Let's go a little oh, yeah, platinum shit, Mike. Santiago Ponzinibbio is out again. I forgot. Yes, the 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 mystery that continues to be Santiago Ponzinibbio is still out for like twenty years. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, man. But golly, that guy. Yeah, this is, we're got to be going on two years. I think maybe more. I don't know. But yeah, we would love to see Nico Hybrid Price versus Mike Platinum Perry, or the other one being Robbie Lawler versus Mike Platinum Perry as well. Those I got a lot of blood fights. going down to my nether region thinking about those fights. That's pretty good, right? I mean, we got Mike it's, Perry for dude, all his faults as it fucking brings the pain. See, I, I was about to say, I am a Mike Perry fan myself. I know that the Rhino does not. Well, I don't want to say it doesn't like him, but it's just I like, like the way he fights. I just don't like a lot of the things that he says. Because he's an idiot. Kind of. He's not. It's only. It's just like the fact that he said the N word, I will say, was kind of meh, whatever. Tyron Woodley gave him a pass, so I'm okay with it. But here's the thing: a lot of this, a lot of this, (laughs) a lot of the shit that he says though, is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and like, just like, I do like the way he fights. Like, me too. They're like, I don't know. I like him. He he's basically one of those people. Like, if and uh, we're gonna sidetrack real quick now, as we do. And they said this because first off, we'll discuss the whole BMF thing in a minute. Um, like later in the show. Yeah. I I personally. I'm happy to see them both get money. I don't like that it's a belt, though, personally. because it, I'm with you on let's crack open that can a little okay, bit down yeah, the well, way. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, they made a – someone made a very – I forgot who the hell it was. But I, I had this thought, and I was like, man, dude, there's a lot of people like – like hell, even Jeremy Stevens is one of them. He's a BMF. Yeah. And, like, Gage, he's they, a BMF. they could have made a yeah. tournament 
like, like a like a Grand Prix tournament, like how in uh, Pride when they did tournaments and you wouldn't win a belt, you'd win a trophy. Yeah. They could have done that with this. Sure. You know how dope, especially 170, 155? Dude. These are, <laughs> these are Perry, grandiose things that are pretty fucking you amazing. Got Lawler, Perry, uh, Masvidal, you have fucking um, Diaz, Diaz you, have, Price. you have Gaethje, Price, fucking, there's six right there. Yeah. In Super like, badass motherfuckers for Tony Ferguson sure. moving up. Anthony Pettis fucking. Ugh. <laughs> Jeff's looking very sexual right uh. now. He's got that look going. <laughs> so, yes, that would be very cool. Uh, we're going to we're gonna turn the car a little bit left, getting back on at the UFC Tampa. James Vick should be cut. I don't know if he needs to fight again or not. I don't I don't tell somebody they need to retire, but he, he he's not deserving of being in the UFC right now. Um, if he goes out and gets a few regional wins at a smaller promotion, we'll see. Uh, Nico Price, let's give him a top 15 guy. Get him in there with somebody we'll have some fun with. So that was that. Cron uh, Gracie versus? Cub Swanson. Good for Cub, by the way. Yeah. Good for him. I agree. Because he's one of those ones where I like to watch him succeed. Was the uh, co-main event of UFC Tampa. Cron uh, Gracie, of course, he's a Gracie. Just phenomenal jiu-jitsu. Multi-multi. Multi? Multiple time world champion. Yep. Um, he he <laughs> he he's somebody who we all thought was going to obviously go in there and try to take Cub down and put him in some sort of submission, but that's not how the fight went at all, is it, Jeff? No, not at all. No, he it took was, some body shots too. For sure, it did. It's good thing he can do that sucking thing that he was showing everybody at the weigh-ins. Did you check that out? No. Oh was, yeah, yeah. He was sitting and sucking his. You could like, see his spine through his stomach. <laughs> Doing that. But Cub Swanson did a great job of attacking the body. They stood up almost the whole time, right? I mean, it was just. You got to give Cron Gracie credit on the one hand, and then you got to question his game plan on the other. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting there with Cub Swanson. Granted, Cub Swanson has a lot of wins and a lot of losses. He's kind of cut from the Jeremy Stevens cloth, if you will. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a brawler, and he and he's great at it, and he has been around for, for a long time. Cron uh, Gracie having far less experience in the cage. But what happens is they come out and they have a great back and forth. The The – Cron Gracie definitely lost. I mean, can we put that out there right now, Jeff? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He's he, an idiot. He, he definitely won. lost. Cub Swanson definitely won, definitely deserved the win. Cron Gracie is chirping that he thinks he won the fight. Um, That's the Diaz effect. What? That's the Diaz <laughs> effect, dude, right there. I mean, what? I, I'm sorry, man. Uh, there, There's no fucking way you could possibly believe that. But then you go back to his other thing where he believes the earth is flat. He's a flat earther. He's kind of a weird dude. I, I really don't know what he's talking about there. All of us who have seen a fight before know that he lost that fight. Yeah, he's and an idiot. he should know that he lost that fight. Cub Swanson, we love you. We're so glad you got back into the win column. Diaz effect. You. <laughs> that's gonna be like the like the sequel to like Butterfly Effect. It's gonna be the Diaz effect. Yep. Um, yeah, but we'll- yeah, what's next for Cub? I don't know. Just keep putting him with guys in that peripheral top ten, top fifteen, and let him have good fights because Cub's never gonna challenge for the title. You know what I'm saying? I don't think. I think we're kind of past that. Um, I talked about it on Twitter with a couple of people afterwards. Uh, you know, Cub, Cub Swanson has one of those stories. He has one of those kind of like cliche stories, but it's real. He had a terrible childhood. He was in and out of incarceration all through his youth. Um, has really obviously fought himself out of that, pulled himself out by the bootstraps, uh, made a great career for himself. He goes back to these facilities. He talks to the you know, the juvenile offenders. Uh, I really, really like Cub Swanson. I love the way he fights. I love his personality. Everything about him. I'm a huge Cub fan. I know you are too. So, sorry, Kron, you lost. I don't know what's next for you, but whoever it is, if you have a weapon like your jujitsu, jujitsu, you need to use it. Jujitsu. You need to use it. That's all I'm saying about that. So, what was I going to say? I know it's way too high in the rankings, but honestly, I wouldn't. (laughs) I know he wouldn't win this fight, but 
I know he's always wanted that rematch with Aldo. Oh, from the double knee in the WEC days? Yeah. I know that. Uh, I know that, that that's way too out of the league right now, but yeah. it'd be one of, that'd be an interesting fight for me. I, yeah. Anytime Aldo fights is interesting to me. You know what I mean? I just, he just brings some, uh, he brings like a different essence. And a different essence to it. <laughs> that's what I'm fighting him. But, <laughs> um, I'm for it. And then, uh, so yeah, I'm not sure what's next for him. Crone. I know uh, Gary Toman called him out, even though they're in different organizations. Oh. Did he, so he called him out for an MMA fight, or he called mm-hmm. him out on the mat? MMA. Really? Well, I think both. He wants a rematch on the mat, too. Okay. Because I know Crone has a win over him, which yeah. is, it was actually a super fun competitive fight to uh, match to watch. Um, yeah, I'd be down for that, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so that'd be interesting. Um, and then the main event, the Karate Hottie versus the Boogie Woman. Joanna young check. This was exactly how I thought this fight would pan out. But I just wanted Michelle Waterson to win. Michelle Waterson is impossible to not like. To love. Yeah, I love her. So do I. (laughs) Um, Not only is she a great fighter, but she is always just full of class. She's beautiful. She's a mom, which, again, that was a little bit of a storyline that was overly shared, not only in the week leading up to it, but actually during the fight. There was a lot of, well, she's a mom. She's a mom. We get it. She's a mom. It's impressive, 100%. Uh, gosh, she's been at Jackson Wink her entire, her entire UFC career, if not yep. more, correct? So she stayed with one camp. She's obviously loyal. Uh, she's just such a fun, sweet person. So you love her. Conversely, you've got Joanna Young Jacek, who is brash, who is cocky, who is aggressive, um, but a fucking killer on the feet. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it before. She might have the best jab in all of MMA, yes. men's and women's. You know what I mean? If GF, if GSP is competing, he's right there too. Yeah. But her jab is just sick, and she used the fuck out of it against Michelle Waterson. Michelle Waterson was overmatched from the start to finish, don't uh-huh. you think? Oh, yeah. It was size differential, like, just everything. Everything was there that was in Joanna's favor. And once the fight goes past in the championship rounds, it definitely is going to be Yolanda's fight. Sure. Because she's, that's basically all she's known. Right. And it was sad because, like I said, it was, I thought it was pretty much lopsided. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I liked watching the sportsmanship afterwards. I know that they both have really, really good respect, uh, mad respect for each other. Now, what's next for Yolanda? I know she called for uh, Wally Zhang. I, I would be interested in that fight, but you have that outlier still with Tatiana there. Right. And a lot of people were saying, because I know that uh, Zhang's having visa issues, issues, well, issues. Um, I would like to see Tatiana and Joanna. I would. I think that'd be a really good matchup to clear cut the number one contender, because I'm pretty sure Rose is just going to be done fighting forever. So it doesn't really You think matter. so? Yeah. Well, so what do we think is next for both of them? Um I don't see Joanna being able to go right in with Zhang. Apparently she, and I don't know where this came from, so I don't want to misquote anybody or say something, but I believe I read that she had turned down Wiley Zhang three times previous to her fighting Watterson. So I don't know if that was a strategic plan to, um, to be able to get another warm-up fight before that. I, you know what I mean? I don't know what the thought process was. I certainly hope it's not because she's scared because Joanna shouldn't be scared of anybody. You know what I mean? There shouldn't be any uh, – she is so talented and she is such a good striker that I think Zhang and her are a good fight. But I'm with you. I think Tatiana Suarez deserves a title shot just as much as Joanna does. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see Tatiana, to be honest with you. I know Wiley Zhang and Joanna would be a, a you know a stand-up banger war, which I would like, 
But I also think Suarez kind of deserves it. I know she's she's the female Habib, as we call her. So yeah. I just – I don't know. Something about Tatiana Suarez just intrigues me. I want to see her kind of be the champion, to be honest. So uh, Michelle Waterson, she's obviously got to, you know, take a few steps back. I don't know what's next for her. Um, again, we all love her, and she, there's no way she's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's going to have another four, five, six fights in the UFC as long as she goes at least 500 because she's such a beloved – uh, member of the of the universe so mm-hmm. good luck to her good luck to Joanna. we'll have to wait and see what happens <clears throat> yeah it was overall a good card I it was it, a good card tampa I, I give it like a b minus i was gonna give it a solid b a straight up b i like that yeah b minus but um <laughs> <laughs> same same but different as we like to pretty, say on pretty much combat sports 101 <laughs> pretty much but uh yeah so uh that was Last weekend, not this weekend. Yes, it was. It was the um, previous weekend. And then this week we had, like I said, we had PFL. The uh, well, we had PFL the week before, but we're not going to go over that. Because, no, it was weak anyway. Yeah, too much. Ray Cooper won. That's all. That's basically the only person that really matters. <laughs> um, and now this this is where because PFL is one of those things. Poor, poor Doomsday. <laughs> Just, that's all I'm going to say about last week's PFL. <laughs> poor yeah. Doomsday. Oh man! All right, so yeah, so PFL from Thursday was the 145ers, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Uh, 145 and 55ers. Um, the best. Uh, mo- most. Oh my god, I got loud. Most divisions. Um, I would say in any organization, they're gonna have the deepest talent in those two divisions. Yeah. Yeah, I would say you're right, especially 55 across the board because yeah. there's so many people who compete at that are 155. Just, that are just at that weight. Sure. Like, naturally. Sure. Um, now, everybody knows PFO. If you know PFO, they're, they're known for one person, basically. Kayla Harrison, or on the male side, you'd have to say Lance Palmer. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there. Yeah, I didn't even have to say it. Um, so, Lance Palmer, and he had this, Um, I guess, I don't want to say grudge match, but there there's this ongoing thing where Andre Harrison's like, the person because Andre Harrison beat him one time and then the bull I believe yep. was Andre Harrison's nickname Andre the bull Harrison yeah and uh, wrestler excuse me and so that was one of the things that was really anticipated last year was them to meet in the finals but somehow the bracket came out they had a fight in the semis Lance Palmer won blah 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 blah, blah. Lance Palmer wins the championship wins a million dollars this year it was to the point where they were going to meet yet again yeah in the semifinals Right. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, I know that Andre Harrison's only loss is to Lance Palmer, and I like the way he fights. I I, I don't know. I, I like Andre Harrison. But motherfucker got slept against yeah. Alex Jilpin. Yeah, who was like kind of a journeyman, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Was it something like 27 and 16? I mean, no, like no, a, no, no, no. He was like four, he was 14 to 1. Oh, something of the wrong dude. My bad. But, yeah, yeah I know four, that Harrison. Yep. Um, yeah, so did you see Lance's reaction? Cause so, so Lance won his fight. Earlier in the night, he was actually the first fight on the card. Yep, first fight. Right, and then the what's the kid's last name again? Is it Harrison or Harris? It, it's Harrison. And, Harrison. Uh, uh, Jilpin was the other guy. Or and Jilpin. Jilpin was probably. I think he was a late replacement. If I'm not <laughs> sure, but uh, Harrison um, loses right, and then you saw Lance Palmer immediately hug. His teammates, did you see that? Yep. They cut right to him, and he was like, fuck yeah, dude, there's the million right in my back pocket. Because I think he knows that he's so much better than everybody. You can't fucking just look what happened to Harrison. You can't sleep on these guys yeah. uh, who are also in there who are good. So Palmer, I think, is going to try to do what he always does, which is take you down and grind you out. And it's a smart move. You know what I mean? It's a smart way to fight, particularly in a tournament style. Uh, Lance Palmer, you know, quick backstory. He was a wrestler at Ohio State. 
uh, former Team Alpha male, longtime Team Alpha male member, has since moved. Where did where he did, moved to Couture's gym first, Extreme Couture, but now uh-huh. he's over with Mark Henry. So he is with Mark Henry. So in New York, New Jersey, exactly. New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> Which we all know is, uh, you know, that's where Frankie Edgar is trained with. There's tons of guys who have trained with Mark Henry. So Lance Palmer, um, again, I, he's clearly the favorite now, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's been the, I think he's been the clear favorite. I just think Andre Harris, like it, it's again, it's just like that match because Andre Harrison was that dude, but he got caught in a, I believe it was a bold, no, it wasn't a bulldog choke. It was a guillotine. It was an arm and guillotine, and he didn't tap. And he fell asleep. So it, it was very interesting to say the least. And then, yeah, like I said, it's going to be Lance Palmer versus um Daniel Panita, who was that? That's the late replacement you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Okay. Panita, I got former you. UFC vet. Yeah. 27 and 13. Came in and just because uh, Mavlid Kabuliev, I believe the Russian's name is. I fucking have no idea. He, he had a draw, a majority draw with Andre Harrison to get into the playoffs. That's why their ranks were the way they were. Um, and Daniel Panita just, just wrecked him. I retweeted that one. I retweeted that, uh, finish on, mm-hmm. onto our, onto our, uh, yep. Twitter page with that leg kick into that hook. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a nasty one. And then he ended up, like I said, he ended up winning out like impressively too. So him versus Lance Palmer will be really Palmer will be really interesting. And then you have, um, Natan Schultz, who was last year's lightweight champion, uh, ended up, you know, flying through his bracket submitting in the second and first round. Um Ramsey Nijum, who's also former tough former, former tough house member Ramsey Nijum. Yep. And famously known for being the one that thought he was gonna run Tony Ferguson in the finale. <laughs> so there's that. And then Oh what a what a strange tangled web we weave, isn't it? <laughs> right. And then so he beat him and he ended up beating um Ahmed Aliyev. And then you have Chris Wade, who everyone loves, Long Island native. Yeah. Like, he's probably one of the faces of PFL as Definitely well. one of the most beloved guys. Um, Ended up losing to Loik Razdabov, I believe. I don't know what country. That's pretty. Uh, he's Russian, I believe, right? I was about to find out. Jaguar Paws is name. Interesting. He is from Tajikistan. Yeah, that's a yeah, whatever. Yeah, so he ended up winning. Um, that's gonna be a really interesting matchup for Natan Schultz because this guy is a beefcake. Not saying that you saw <laughs> not saying you saw that needs to check out, but you know, <laughs> it is one of those. So. Um, so again, the PFL is awesome. We both have talked about it at length how much we love it. We love the tournament style. Um, they're very deep as far as the smaller weight divisions go. But yeah, so again, I've got to stick with Lance Palmer as my pick, but there are some guys who could absolutely. Uh, catch him and snipe him, you know what I mean, and move on for that million. One thing I did not like, and I'll tell you this, Jeff, and this is off topic a little, but Lance Palmer said that his wife didn't let him get his Lamborghini with his million dollars because he wanted to buy a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did, did she make the money or did he make the money? Does he want half of the money or does he <laughs> want all of the money? Oh, uh, you get a Lamborghini for what, like 250K, right? I was saying that because of the divorce. I got you, but what I'm saying is this. You made the million. You decide you do with what the fucking million, my friend. I don't 100%. want to hear any of that shit again. One hundred percent. I I, th- I think Lance. I, I think he'll get one this year. I think he's gonna win it, and I think he should. And if he even says something, we'll show let. Don't no. Husbands and wives do not. You're doing it wrong. If so you have to, if someone lets somebody do anything, it's supposed to be equal partner partnership. You do what you want, and you support the other person. 
You don't fucking tell no. them they can't do something. If You're not it, a child. If it's like, okay, we got to get financial settled first and then go ahead. Of course, that's different. But, but yeah. I'm talking about if you're already set and you just made a million bucks. Fight them. <laughs> I just wanted to make that point. That really irked me for some reason. I don't know. So, once again, that was the PFL, which I've got it. We all love that it's on ESPN, too. You know what I mean? I'll like, how it, sweet is that? No streaming problems, no nothing. Yeah. Right on tap. I'll give it a... I'll give that a solid B. I like I like I like the way that they they flow through it. It's, yep. Um, the commentating's a little bit off, obviously. That Sean guy. Sean and, O'Connell. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. Uh, Randy does a good job when he's there. Eve does, Eve a, great does a great job. So Eve's but, the one you would want to have all the time. Yeah. The other two are pretty interchangeable. Eve's the main one. Um, <coughs> yeah, I give a solid B. Like I said, I like the flow of it. I I just I love the tournament style that they do. I love yeah. the fight twice in a night. And I love I love their atmosphere. Every no matter where they go, it's more of an intimate feel to it. It kind of reminds me of the old WEC days. Yep. I, I really like the PFL. So I I also I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna I'm just gonna piggyback on you. I'm gonna give it a solid B as well. So both UFC Tampa and PFL get a B from the Rhino. And uh, I yeah I, I enjoyed it. I look forward to the next one. Yeah. So now we're on to UFC Boston. 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 The Garden. Um. It's actually a really good card. I loved through, it. Through and through. Um, prelims are good. Um, Once again, all on ESPN, too, dude, which was fucking great. No streaming problems, no bullshit. You just turn on your TV, you turn on the fucking channel, and then it's there. Super awesome. Now, the thing that there was some contention on Twitter, Jeff. MMA Twitter had some problems with the Friday night card. I loved it. I loved it, too. I went to my fucking boys' uh, high school football game, watched it loved it it was a great fucking game i come home and i got like five hours of mma to watch and no commercials it was fucking spectacular it, i loved it, 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 it yawn and ease what um, he said was no i i, I liked it because <laughs> i mean especially for us like combat sports always trumps majority of everything for real for us but i love college football I, do I? I love I love the NFL. I love watching basketball. Like I I I love sports in general. I love physicality. I love competition. Fall in fall time on Saturdays is for football, and it's conflicting as fuck when there is a fight card every Saturday, and you're like, damn, I really want to watch that game because ninety percent of the time, you're you at least our friend group, like they're they're gonna want to watch football. Right? Yeah, like I know my group's starting to slowly transition into like. They like watching fights now and all that shit. Like I'm finally, you know, I'm I'm feeding them enough crack to where they're getting addicted to it. <laughs> but it's one of those things where Friday night there's nothing else on, realistically, especially with LFA being off of access. So oh, so RIP to the real. So it, it was perfect. I loved it. I fucking loved it. Yeah. The only downer was because it was such a dry Saturday. You know what I mean? Like it would have been perfect had it been that was then, and then maybe there was a. Yeah, you know, a big boxing match on Saturday it, or or something else. Yeah. Because all there was was bare knuckle on Saturday, and it was pretty dry as yeah. far as the combat sports landscape on Saturday. But I loved it. Remember, you and I talked about this before. Remember, was it last year where there was it was it happened once or twice where there was PFL on Thursday, Access TV had had the LFA, and there was fucking um, Bellator on Friday, and then, and then was, a UFC on Saturday. Yeah. Like, that was fucking glorious, you know what I mean? Plus boxing, plus glory kickbox. I mean, come on, dude. I fucking love it. Now, fortunately for us, uh, the Essence and the Rhino, we live on Eastern time, so we're mostly U of M fans, right? I mean, yeah. we like to see some other teams, but we're big U of M fans. Usually the U of M games are 
during the day. You know, you're talking about your noon, your one o'clock kickoffs. It helped w- yesterday with it being seven. Game. Yep. Yeah, seven thirty. So against Penn State last night, which they shit the bed. But yeah, anyway, we'll move on from that. <laughs> um, so it's fucking great to have the 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 college football during the day, but then have a UFC at night. That's the way I like it too. However, having the Friday night one was cool. I just wish they would have had something else on Saturday night as well. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Sadly, we all can't get what we want, though. That's what I hate. Can't always get what you want. <laughs> anyway, but uh, so we'll go over a few of the prelims. Uh, shout out to Brennan Allen. He looked really good in his debut against Kevin Holland, uh, Rufus Sport. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. L- he was the LFA champion, middleweight champion. For sure. Um, ended up getting the, I believe it was Brunaka choke. There we go. I believe it was Brunaka choke. He looked good. Uh, Sean Brady looked really good at his welterweight debut against Court McGee. I know Paul Felder. That's one of his, uh, one of his training partners out in Philly. Um, he absolutely loves the kid. Yeah. And that kid was fucking super respectful of court. Mm -hmm. You know, he courts courts got one of those backgrounds that nobody else has. The dude literally died. And he came back to life. You know what yeah. I mean? He was such a, such terrible drug addiction. I mean, he, he, I believe he had said something like he, he, he shot up in Iowa and somehow ended up in Portland, but he didn't even know how he got there. That's badass. Like that. That's not bad. No kids. That is not bad. Just joking. How, how he did it wasn't, but if we didn't tell you it was drug related, <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. That's bad. Like teleporting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was <laughs> in such studio. a, <laughs> he was in such a terrible state of addiction for so many years. And to see where he's got, how far he's gotten is, is unbelievably incredible. So to court McGee, not just that, but he's a tough fucking fighter. You know what I mean? He kind of reminds me of, uh, John Fitch a little bit, but a little bit better stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a great win for Warren. Don't you think? I mean, that's a really tough veteran for Brady court. Yeah. For, sorry for Brady. Yep. Uh, Court one was a former tough winner. You know what I mean? He's a he's a name guy, and so that's a really big win for him. I totally agree. Really good debut for him, yeah. Um, and then after that, I don't know why my fucking mic sounds like it's all the way across the room. Uh, Kyle Bochenek and Sean Woodson. Sean Woodson looked really good in this fight. Sure did. I liked I liked his instep with his knees. Um, real herky jerky. You but, know what I mean? Yeah. A real herky jerky style to him. It was it was interesting. It was it was it was different. Yeah, it, was, it was it was cool. It, it was very unique, but yeah. he, he he was very persistent. Kyle Bochenek just has his backstory is also phenomenal. Yeah. Um they just actually post, posted it up on a uh, Origin Labs. It's a company owned by Jocko Willink. If anyone doesn't know who he is, look him up. He's a motivational guy. He was former Navy SEAL. Fucking stud. Um they posted his backstory and his backstory is absolutely phenomenal. Um and Kyle Bochenek's just one of those guys where he just keeps walking forward. Yeah, and he's had some great performances. But uh, yep. the Sean, um, with again, he was, what, like five, six, seven inches taller? Oh, yeah. I mean, he really used it. He was really fought smart, dude. Like, after the fight, he barely had a mark on him. You know what I mean? He just fought so well. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. He's undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. And he's uh, yep, I believe he so. Changed, he trains with – I think he trains with James Krause. Because I know he's out of the Kansas City, Missouri area. Mm-hmm. I believe James Krause is at least not his t- – maybe not his head trainer, but – one of his training partners or one of his coaches. And um, the kid's got a lot of upside. I mean, he, he, you have such a weird, I, I don't even want to say weird, unique body type for the division with how tall and how long he is and how he's so smart at fighting that way. And yeah, his herky-jerky movements kind of, I can't even think about it, but he reminded me of, you know what I mean? Maybe a little bit of Machida, but he just had better boxing. He was really impressive. I really want to look forward to see what uh, yeah. Woodson does down the road. It'll be interesting, especially with like the taller opponents and like yeah, years I'd be like sure down the road. It's gonna be fascinating. So yeah, uh, Molly McCann ended up beating Meatball Di- uh, Diana Bovina. from Liverpool. 
It was a really weird US yeah, USA debut for her though. Yeah. This is the first time first time she's fought in the US and they gave her an undercard against a person who's never fought in the UFC before, so but it is what it is. She looked good. She uh-huh. did look good. It was yeah, she definitely looked on to the main events. On to the next one. On to the next one. Darren Stewart, Duran Wynn. Duran right. Wynn. Hey, uh, you, I'll let you go, Essence. Go ahead. Dude, you're five. First off, according <laughs> to the people, and I want to state this because I think he's listed at 5'6". Yeah. Middleweight. Pe- people say that he's actually 5'5". Five, five. I believe them. They, they they say that he actually pushed that number up because if you look at his wrestling thing, it's always been 5'5". Five, five. And he probably didn't grow an inch in the last few years. He's in his 30s. Exactly. Um. How the fuck do you, how the fuck do you miss weight? It's funny by too. three pounds, bro, not by a half pound or a pound. And, three pounds. And here's the fucked up part too is, uh, we've had this conversation about being a professional throughout everything, right? He's one of those ones on Twitter where like he will attack the person that is attacking him. He's one of those people, and I forgot what somebody said, but like he basically put his fucking foot in his own mouth after missing weight, like like. You're going to be that person that's talking shit like, oh, DC, I'm DC's prodigy, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. DC's so high on him. You've wrestled, so you've never missed weight. Like he, I remember him talking shit about people who have missed weight before. And then he misses weight by three, by three pounds. pounds. <laughs> this dude is shorter than me. Yeah, he is. And granted, I will say he's fucking stocky. Like, yeah. he is. But three pounds. Dude, and you're you're a prof- you're a professional fighter. This is all you do. He's somebody who should be. Oh no, he's an assistant coach at Gilroy, California. I mean, must yeah, but, well, fuck uh, me, right? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, no, I'm joking. Obviously, Darren Wynn. I'm not. I'm just gonna go fuck myself. Jesus, sensitivo snowflake essence over here. So fucking Darren Duran Wynn. Uh, again, we all know what a wrestling background he has, right, Jeff? Yep. The guy, the, the guy was an absolute stud as a wrestler. Um, it, we all had questions about what he could do standing up. Darren Stewart is a fucking badass, okay? Yeah, he well, is a Tyron Woodley is a badass. Tyron Tyron Woodley. Oh, you think he looks like Tyron Woodley? I saw somebody else saying that too. He did for sure. Um, he is a badass motherfucker from England. He has got great. I know, dude. He has got great stand-up. He's a good Muay Thai fighter, strong. Uh, so the controversy kind of comes from. He's a dentist. Yeah, 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 dude. Just like Josh. See, to me, Josh Neer will always be the dentist, right? That's just me in my old school UFC way. But uh, I really like Stewart. He's had some great performances. But what happened was every time they were standing up, Stewart was kicking Deron Wynn's ass. Okay, that's really what it boils down to. Deron Wynn did take him down several times, right? Didn't he had, something, he had something like what? Didn't do anything with him. Though. Correct. Yeah. He just wet blanketed him. Um, he had something like five, five and a half minutes of, 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 you know, of on top time or something of like that effect. But Darren Stewart fucking cracked him and beat him up on the feet. Duran Wynn, when he would take him down, didn't do shit. He wet blanketed him. He Ben Askren him. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to get you. That's not going to get you the fucking win. So, you know, Stewart, again, wins by unanimous decision. Was it unanimous or was it split? Split. Okay. I, I, in no way, I thought the judges had it right. Yeah, 100%. Me too. But then again, you're more of the grappler guy and I'm more of the strike, lean towards the strikers. I see we both agree. 100%. There, there's no way around it. When you just take somebody down and lay on him, you do not fucking impress me or the Essence or anybody else who's watching it, dude. You have to improve position. You have to go for submissions. You have to ground and pound. You at least have to be trying some sort of offense, whether it's innovative or fucking standard. You got to do something. Yep. He wasn't doing shit. And I understand. Like, they're like, well, then ha- have the other guy stuff the takedowns, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I understand takedowns do count. I, I respect that. Obviously, you know, coming from more of a grappling background. 
But again, it's one of those things. And Masvidal said the best in his MMA fighting interview. He like he hates people like that. He hate he hates wet blanket. He's like he, he's like I love wrestling. He's like I fucking love it. He goes, but in this sport, you can't just put like hold me in stall. That's what it is. It's not it's not you running for position. It's you stalling the fucking fight. That and he's like I love. He's like he brought up. He's like I love Habib. He's like I love his style because he puts you down and he wants to hurt you down there. Right. He's transitioning. He's going for submissions. He's pounding your face in. He's not just grabbing you and just holding you down. So people need to take notes. I understand they're like, oh, well, the, he wasn't able to do anything, and I just took him down. Yeah, but you didn't do anything either. So, And Darren Stewart was fighting off his back. He was getting up. He was, he, he, did, he did everything right, and I'm glad to see that the judges got it right. I'm glad because this is the second time I've seen them get it right. The Horiguchi-Caldwell fight was the first one. Where Horiguchi won that belt, won won the belt in Bellator, and Darren Caldwell was like, blah, 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 blah. "It's like, well, <laughs> dude, you, you you took him down, but guess who was hitting you from the bottom? Who was transitioning? Who was going for submissions? Right. Who got up? Who was, was making it a fight? Who was, was also horror, tool, was the Gooch? Who was also five feet shorter than you? <laughs> like, oh man. So yeah, I I don't know. I like that. I like Darren Stewart. Um, I do too. I don't know. Like I said, I I just like, I like that. I like that region. I like the Dagestan, the Russian region. I'm just for things that aren't American right now. And <laughs> I don't really know is. why. Well, it's just new. You know what I mean? It's just something new for you. you know, and it's cool yeah. to learn something new that you're interested in, dude. That's all there is to that. Yeah, it's true. Now, the next one. Ugh. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Let my feelings be known. I'm not a fan of hers. Mm. Not. See, it's funny because you want ugh, and I want ugh. <laughs> We are six feet apart for just everybody knows back there. We are not by each other. Don't do it. I can see you're you're thinking of something. I can see the hamster turning in the essence's demented joke brain. And he was about to say something. Okay, I'll stick to it. So let's move on to Jillian Robertson versus Macy Barber. Ugh. Let me my Oh my god! She's honestly so probably funny. she's honestly probably my favorite fighter. I can't stand her for a fucking second. I love her. Ugh. so fantastic fighter, twenty one years old. Her whole goal is to try to beat John, John Jones' record, record as being the she youngest champion. Fucking good. She did, and Jillian Robertson's no slouch. She's pretty much only fought slouches. Jillian Robertson's no slouch. She's a good fucking fighter. She pieced her up, and she fucking went through her like a hot knife through butter. Her being at Rufus's is really. Uh really making a difference right now 100 percent, like 100 percent, crazy um crazy you just don't like her because she's calling out page van zandt no that's not why i'm not you know what and i'm off the page van zandt train by the way i haven't liked her since the i make more money on instagram so i don't even need to fight bullshit i'm i'm completely off her so you want macy barber to fuck her up i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind you know why too because that's gonna i I like that (laughs) well we'd all like that that would be that would be a pay-per-view idea wouldn't it would be let's call campbell see if we can make it happen um, Paige Van Zandt is lower ranked than Barber, so it wouldn't get her towards that no, goal just, that she has of being the youngest UFC champion ever to beat John Jones' record. She just wants to eat that ass up, pun intended. But <laughs> pun intended. You never hear that. You always hear pun not intended. But you know, that was pun intended. That was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that shows you how much she hates her. Yeah, she tries to slide into Austin's DMs. That's the whole thing. Her. Yeah, mine as well. I mean, if it's gonna- I agree. You're telling me, she said after the fight, too. So she beats Jillian in the first round. She pieces her up. Mm-hmm. She said that some of the names that were brought up to one being Valentina, not Valentina, 
Antonia Shevchenko, Valentina's sister, uh-huh. is one of the names that she might fight next, which would make more sense. I also think Antonia on the feet is way better than Macy Barber. If Macy can get her down, Macy has the advantage on the ground. So that's a, good fight, that's a fight I would like to see. Plus, it kind of sets up the bad blood between Valentina. You know what I mean? If you're uh-huh. fighting my sister and you beat up my sister, who's also her best friend, yeah. then Valentina's going to come with that fucking fire to beat that ass, which we all know she would. Mm-hmm. No no one's beating Valentina. Fuck so. no. No one's beating her. So, uh, yeah, no. Good for Macy Barber. Um, Fuck Macy My Barber. number is... <laughs> I'm not going to give it out because I feel like random people will start calling me. I think you're probably right. Off. Um, <coughs> just give me a call. I'll, I'll DM. Just you. DM, yeah. Um, anyways, on to the next one, which was uh, Boston native Joe Lozon versus Jonathan Pierce. Which I was kind of upset that Joe Lozon didn't put the gloves down. Dana White was too. Did you read the fucking aftermath? He apparently Joe Lozon had promised Dana that this was his last fight, and then when he didn't, he didn't retire. He said he's not sure. He's got to think about it. Which, on the one hand, I I can respect. That, you know, you don't want to make a decision like that with all the emotion going on. Here's, um, But he's got 16 losses, 17 losses, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's been around for forever. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where, like you said, it's like, I want to make sure it's a conscious decision. You thought about it beforehand. This year, right. But here's my thing. I, I think I think the reason why he didn't do it is because he probably thought it was going to be a war. If it's a war and you win or you lose, all right, put him down. Sure. But he won super fast and super impressive. Took no damage. Which puts it in your mind. Hey, I can still do this at a really high level. Exactly. I'm a contender. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thoughts that go through your brain. So so. it's one of those things where, dude, you, you had, you had the perfect moment. Your hometown. Win impressively. Put him down. I would have, if I was him as well. Um, But again, we're not Joe Lozon. We know that, you know, his, his son, um, has beaten cancer, which is fantastic. I don't know what the medical bills that have come along with that. I don't know if there's a monetary reason that he needs to stay in it and do it. I'm not sure. Contact Brennan Schaub. He'll take care of it. Brennan Schaub. Well, he did do that for Ray Borg. That's what I'm saying. So that is pretty That's pretty outstanding that he did that. I, you know, people love to give Brennan Schaub a hard time, but just when you ever, you're, uh, when he <laughs> says another stupid fucking thing, just think about that, dude. He covered Ray Borg's son's um, medical costs for his cancer surgery. So again, Joe Lozon has been in the same position with his son, a long, long fight with cancer. I believe he's in remission now and let's hope he stays that way. God willing. Um, but Joe Lozon, he may need money. I'm not sure. So we'll have to wait and see. I know he has, his gym is fairly successful up in Massachusetts. Oh, I don't know if it's Massachusetts, but it's in New England somewhere, right? Yep. Lozon MMA and jujitsu. So I hope he's doing well. I hope it's not a financial decision. I hope maybe he just wants to get one more and maybe that'll be enough. I'm not, I'm not sure, but we all know that Joe Lozon um, is such a great veteran, a crafty veteran, a class human being. So, again, I would have put the gloves down if I was him as well. But, you know, it's who, who are we to really say when you're coming off of a win that you should go? You know what I mean? So sometimes you need that loss to be like, okay, I've or a war, like you said. You're coming off a win, but you really got fucked up in it. Yep. Maybe that needs to be the actual reminder. Like, okay, maybe it's time to step maybe, out of here. Maybe it should be the remix to Ignition. I don't know. It's the remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. We're going to have all these people fucking butthurt that I just brought up R. Kelly. Dude, fuck off. I don't care if you peed on people. I still listen to his music. Get at me. But anyways, on to the next. On to the next one. Which? The rematch that needed to happen. No. Yes. Oh, no, we're talking. Oh, boy, I, I did. I had to completely block that out of my brain. I know you did. I was like, damn, that's Fuck. impressive. I know. That's Fuck, a- man. I had totally fucking spaced on um, it. 
So inhaler gate. Ben Sassoli. <laughs> ben Sassoli versus Greg Hardy, which. Boo, Greg Hardy. Boo. Fuck you. Yeah, we still don't like Greg Hardy. And here's the thing. Boo. I, I listening to. He's really good speaking, which kind of annoys me um, because like he said everything right at, uh, you know, his pre-fight interviews and all that. Like, you know, people are getting mad that he's getting these people. He's like, listen, he's like, but you would be saying the same thing if I got, you know, uh, all these top 10 guys or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you're not ready for it. Blah, 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 blah. I, I think like he said, he's like, I'm building up, you know, after a few fights and creep into the top 15 and then get ready to fight, you know, like the Derek Lewis's the Nganu's. So like he, his approach is better than most people. Like where he understands like, Oh, I'm not a, you know, I'm not at a high level yet. I still need development, blah, 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 blah. But my thing is, is just like the things that have happened inside the octagon with him now are just idiotic. You get an illegal DQ because of the or illegal knee and you get DQ'd because you knew you were losing the fight and there's no way that you didn't know that that knee was illegal. Um, and then the flop fight, <laughs> we'll, we'll call it the flop gate. Um, and then you have this one, which I won't lie, he didn't look bad but he didn't look good uh but in between second and third round he uses an an inhaler which this is where it comes like kind of weird because i guess his coaches even stated like the commission said that there was allowed right the, the the confusion and here's the thing i i dislike greg hardy immensely i dislike everything about him i i will never be a fan of his you domestic violence motherfucker um in this particular situation i don't put as much heat on him as I do his coaches and whoever the representative was from the Boston, from the Massachusetts commission that was in the cage. So what he said was he wanted to use his inhaler. The commission uh, representative said, are you allowed to do that? Hardy then said, yeah, it's USADA approved. First of all, that's not true. Okay. USADA is not, that's that they're not the governing body of your fucking inhaler. You can't use an inhaler because it's a stimulant. You can't use a stimulant in a fucking fight in the middle of a fight. You can't. Mm-hmm. So, but that's really more of his management and and the fucking corner men to know that rule prior to going in. That guy who works for the commission, he should not be able to work for the commission anymore. No, because he should have known that. Exactly. That's part of the thing. It's like, you know, too many of these commissions have people who don't know a shit about shit, right? So they 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 don't have they get that position because they're a friend of somebody who gets to hire. You know what I mean or whatever. The nepotism is really rampant in a lot of cases. I don't know if that's the situation with this guy or not. So the people who are most at fault are honestly is the corner, the, uh, the corner men of Greg Hardy and that guy who works for the commission. So, yes, the 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 boring as shit unanimous decision has now been turned into a no contest. So now Greg Hardy is what, what two and two or two and three to two, one and one. What is it? Three, three, one and one. Two, Something one, like two, one and one. I believe. Two, one and one. I mean, this fucking guy. Golly, I, I actually you know what? I'm, I, I can't wait. Until he gets in there with fucking Derek Lewis or Overeem or somebody, somebody just to fucking piece him up and put him out. We're all looking forward to that. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know how long this suspension is going to be. We'll have to wait and see. But again, the Sassoli dude um, didn't do much to make me want to be a fan of his either. No. Uh, So I don't project to see him in the UFC very much down the road. For sure, we'll see Greg Hardy. We know that, but. Um, I can't, again, I just can't wait till he goes in there and somebody just pieces him the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Alan Crowder style. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't know. I don't, ha- I don't have anything to really to say to that. Like I said, this one wasn't his fault. Um, 
He's it, lower on the tier of blame than the others. Yeah. It's just, it was just dumb. It was dumbfounded. But, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, that was a good push there, yeah, buddy. Thank you. Um, Next one was the rematch that we all wanted to see. Yes. Which was El Pantera Yair versus Lil Heath and Steven. And it did not disappoint. No, that was a fun one. It was. Um, Deep down, everyone should have known that Yair was going to win this fight. <laughs> if you didn't, you're dumb. Um, But we want, I wanted Stevens to win. I know Rhino wanted Stevens to win. 100%. Because of just the, the, <coughs> the backlash that Yair was talking. Yeah. Dumb shit, like. And hopefully after the fight on, you know, Friday, he realized, oh, hey, uh, yeah, no, he wasn't afraid. Like, I threw the kitchen sink at him, and I couldn't put him away. So. Again, I think the fact is I'm glad it went to a decision. That way they both got to put hands on each other. They both got to beat the fuck out of each other, get the beef out of the way. The better fighter won. I mean, God dang, we all know I love Jeremy Stevens. You know, and I have for forever. But Yair is just a better fighter. He has more tools in the toolbox. He's just a better fighter all, all around. And, uh, you know, Jeremy Stevens once again showed his fucking incredible toughness by getting rocked several times, that body shot that put him down, and then mm-hmm. Pantera fucking just unleashed on him on the ground, wouldn't let him up, but Jeremy kept on fighting, kept trying for a leg. Uh, to his credit, just one of the toughest son of a bitches in the whole fucking, you know, the whole organization. So, Yair, he needs, you know, he's he's primed and ready, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to see him fight the winner of Max and Volkanovski. That, that'd be what I would do with him. Jeremy Stevens, again, put him on any card he wants to be on against a fringe 10 to 15 guy and let him fucking brawl, you know? Let him bang, bro. I'd rather <laughs> right? I'd rather see him uh, get a rematch with the Korean zombie because, dear God. You want, I, you want that kind of mayhem on your hands, do you? I want that mayhem again, but I just feel like Korean zombie got robbed. I, I, that's, you know, and that's a fair point. That's a fair by, point, by his By his own mistakes, obviously. Sure. But he was clearly winning that fight and then uh, the most craziest backwards up elbow of all time mm-hmm. came to fruition yep so yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see how the ortega korean zombie fight plays out who gets the next shot yeah but i don't know it'll be interesting and then the main event the main event of the evening this was one of those ones i uh i really like dominic reyes uh, Introducing first. Me and Zach, me and Zach have <laughs> talked about this before, and I got you on that one. I see you smirking. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to <laughs> hold it in. No, I'm trying to get all my words together now because I'm like <laughs> my brain's like cut in half. Um, so yeah, no, we I like Dominic Reyes. I love I love his precision. I love how he I, I I just love his accuracy and his striking. Um, he he's developed really well inside the octagon. His last fight with Volkan Ozdemir was not his best performance, but again. His assessment of it was pretty much spot on because Chris Weidman before the fight was like, "You got you got wrestled by Volkan Ozdemir. Imagine what I'm gonna do to you." And he goes, "Yeah." He's like, "I got wrestled by him because I didn't expect him to." It was a surprise. I didn't because that that ex- yeah. you look at Volkan's fights, he's knocking people out. He's never wrestled anybody. Right. I wouldn't expect it either, personally. So like somebody takes you down like that, it's gonna be off bound. And Dominic Reyes showed it. You know, Chris Weidman came out, shot that takedown, got it. Dom was right up. And just that back step with straight that straight left, straight Ugh. left, and it was calculated and crunchy, was perfect. and just the hammer fist that followed. And I mean, what the fight only lasted a minute forty three. Right, I was gonna say it wasn't even two minutes. Um, I don't think. But boy, you, 
light heavyweight is looking really interesting with these contenders now. We've been talking about Reyes and Johnny Walker for a while. Um, Reyes definitely took a big step forward. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Last night, that, Be, that, being that, a former champ, correct. And and so so he's beating a former contender for a championship and then a former champion back to back, right? And not only that, but he beat the the gatekeeper OSP before that, right? And I think they technically switched it to a knockout. So you're looking at what he's been able to do. You look at what Johnny Walker's been able to do. You have two big, strong, athletic, tough fighters who can beat anybody on any day. And that makes it an interesting narrative because is it, you name me somebody else who's been more dominant than John Jones. You can't. In the light heavyweight division? Correct. No. You can't. There's, there is absolutely nobody. He is the most dominant guy. I'd say in any weight class, you know, that, that, that's that's my thing. But um, And again, I, and we all know, and anybody who's ever listened to this fucking show for the almost year that we've been doing it, I still have Anderson being ahead of John Jones as far as all-time greats. But John Jones, obviously, it can, can keep closing the gap in my mind because he's still fighting. Yep. Uh, well, he's still fighting at a championship level. I, I know Anderson's still technically fighting. Yeah. Uh, J- Johnny Walker and Reyes both provide that thing that you need, right? You need size to go against John Jones. You need to have excellent striking, and you need to have good takedown defense. We don't know about the takedown defense so much yet, but we do know that Dom Reyes got right up from Weidman yesterday. Mm-hmm. We do know that Johnny Walker has barely been taken down. Two days ago. So, oh, yeah, it's Sunday, huh? Because I, mm-hmm. I, I always think it was on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, again, I think it's interesting. I'm looking forward to how this plays out. I don't know what's next. You know, John kind of alluded to there was big something in the works, you know what I mean, a couple weeks ago, but we don't know exactly what that is. There's nothing in the works. So, yeah, that could just be all fodder or, you know, he's, he's trolling us yeah. on Twitter. We don't know. But I'm also really looking forward to seeing who is the next uh, one to try to slay the beast that is Johnny Bones Jones. This is really interesting because, like I said, you have all these contenders, and I I agree with you. And it's actually kind of funny. I think Chris Weidman stated that best between Anderson Silva and John Jones Um, because he wanted to be obviously the first person to beat John Jones, but beat, you know, both Anderson and John. Um, The only other person coming. I don't. I, I don't even want to use the word remotely close. The only person that came kind of close would have been DC because he fought both of them. Um, but I think John, the only like he's not as dominant as Silva was because Chris Weidman stated that he had that aura around him. No, like there was nobody that could touch him. Right. Like like in Jones's, you know, I would say like five or so years ago, Jones was the same way. Now the gap seems to kind of be you know lessening. In a way, and people were like, "Oh, well, he looked beatable in his last fight. He looked beatable against Anthony Smith." Um, blah 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 blah. Right? I get that, but still, he he's he's everyone's missing the point of John Jones nullifies his opponents where they don't know what to do. Like, like it's not like they're doing everything and John just uh, 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 doing what Anderson did and knocking them out. It's John just nullifies what they can do, and they're like, "Well, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do now." Name me one guy that has ascended the level of the UFC from beginning to end to champ, let's just say beginning to champion who hasn't had a couple of fucking fights that were really tough for him. But they didn't look that good. Exactly. The, every single fucking one of them has GSP has Anderson fucking Anderson him. has John Jones has, you know what I mean? Every single guy has to go through yep. one or one or two of those fights where they don't look that great or that they barely squeak out a victory. Yep. That's part of the game. So that's exactly what Reyes did against Oldsmere. And then last night he, you know, he fucking mercs a former champion two nights ago. I'm, Damn it. It's okay. I got you, dog. But um, no, and, and here's my thing, too, is 
he's calling John out in the politest <coughs> way possible, which I'm for. Yeah, he's not being disrespectful about. It. He's not. He's not doing the Izzy, the Izzy shuffle on him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But goddamn that rivalry, by the way. It's fun. Yeah, dude. His thing about the McLaren felt cute. Might go hit a pregnant lady later. <laughs> that killed me. That was pretty good. But um, and that's your man. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I don't like that. I don't like the confliction right there. I don't like that at all. But I, I think you have three contenders right now for light heavyweight. You have obviously you have Dominic Reyes right now. Um, and then in a week, is it a week? What? The Walker fight? No, two weeks. You have Walker yeah, versus Corey Anderson. Yep. Whoever wins that fight is a contender. Yeah. Right there. It's um, going to be Johnny Walker, but yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, you never know. He might get wrestle fucked. That's possible. We do. Yeah, that's absolutely possible. But I mean, I, I just think eight out of 10 times Walker wins that fight. So out of those three, it, if it's really, and I think Johnny Walker would have to decisive, like, I mean, like, flashy beat Corey Anderson. Yeah, like a highlight real KO. To, to, or to, to skip uh, Reyes. To skip Reyes. But if he doesn't, I think Reyes does get the next shot. Again, um, it should be either one of them. You know what I mean? Depending yeah. on if Johnny Walker wins. And I'm okay with both of them. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, the other guy got robbed. I'm yeah. not there. I think That's it's the thing. I, Yeah, like I said, I think if, yeah, if Walker finishes him in, like, high fashion, he gets a shot. He just beats him by decision. I don't. I don't think that would happen. Um, Reyes gets a shot, and then Corey Anderson's just gonna get screwed no matter what. Yeah, and he tried. Remember, he went to the John Jones, uh, whatever speech he was giving, promoting yeah. something. He went with his buddies, and they were talking. Well, he shit. was signing stuff for like kids and stuff. Right, it was like yeah. a promotion for something good. It was like a charity. Yeah, and Corey Anderson and his buddies are talking shit to John. That was not a good look. I kind of. I mean, I thought Corey Anderson was a decent fighter before then. Now I don't think he's that decent of a guy. At least, I mean, he tried. It was. Cringy was bad. I, I'm not I, on board yeah, with him. I will say the UFC has kind of screwed him over countless times. Sure, and I, I agree. Like, maybe he thought that was the one way to get out of that, you know, being yeah. the left behind guy. You know what I mean? But yeah. So that was uh, that was UFC Boston. Um, before we get into UFC Singapore, I do want to do a couple of uh, uh, boxing notes from, uh, you know, just the news that has happened in the last week or so. <clears throat> and I want to make sure I have um, all of the facts uh, directly in front of me. So. Unfortunately, um, we had another passing uh, in my sport of boxing. Um, so the young the young man's name was Patrick Day, and he fought in Chicago not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Um, he fought a I believe it was a ten rounder or no, it was a twelve rounder um, against a guy named Charles Conwell, and again that was in Chicago. Uh, Day was knocked down in the fourth and in the eighth, um, and he was knocked out in the tenth of their USBA super welterweight title fight. Uh, immediately, you know, he was non-responsive as far as getting up and whatever. Uh, he was taken to Northwest Memorial Hospital. He underwent emergency surgery. He lapsed into a coma and he never regained consciousness. So uh, it just, I believe he's only 27 years old. Yep, 27 years old. Uh, he has passed away. So that's like, I think the fourth or the fifth major um, death in boxing in the last, uh, less than a year, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so once again, the narrative has become people are clamoring for changes in boxing what could make boxing safer i don't think there is anything i don't think it's going to change i don't think it is nearly it's something that's been around for over 100 years the way it is i just don't see it no do i think this is okay no i'm, I'm gutted for these guys and their family of course i am this is something that's very dear to me boxing and I've, I've mentioned it plenty of times on the show i'm a professional boxer i've been a pro boxer for over 10 years i love boxing um i hate when this happens but it does happen I did see someone ask on Twitter what could make the sport safer that would possibly be palatable to the fans. For me, it's less rounds. 
for me, it is you're not going to change the gloves. You know what I mean? You're not going to change the three-minute rounds. It just this isn't going to happen. You could have less rounds. I would. I think that could still be something that boxing fans could still get behind. I know it would be a bigger deal for the people in the smaller weight classes who, you know, they tend to be able to go 12 really hard, high-output rounds. But I also think that lessening the rounds, maybe making them all eights and then the championship fights being tens or, or something. You know, mm-hmm. I, it, it's, it's a horrible, horrible um, byproduct of this sport. Does that mean we, you know, we have to put all these regulations on it? No. People know. You know what it is getting into it. I feel like I'm beating myself against the fucking head repeating this every few months. We know as fighters what the risks are for getting into the ring of the cage. You know that's possible. You don't think it's going to happen, but you know it's possible. It sucks. It's horrible. I feel horrible for this guy and his family. It's just an unfortunate part of the sport. And that's, you know, that's all I really can say on that. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't really have anything else. You pretty much hit it right on the head. Hopefully not too much on the head because we don't want it to go into a coma. From that. Right. But. So the uh, the other part of the other big boxing match over the weekend was um, Dagestani boxer Artur B- Betterbiev, who I've watched for a long time, against Alexander Gvozik, uh in a light heavyweight championship. That th- I think that was in Philadelphia. I'm almost sure it was Philadelphia. Uh, Betterbiev won, uh, but he was he so he stopped him in the tenth, but he was actually behind on the scorecards when it happened. So uh, Gvozik, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering that name, Gvozik. Uh, was actually winning. He was up a couple of rounds on a couple of scorecards, um, and he was up like three or four rounds on another one, but uh, Better Biev just fucking exploded in the 10th round, knocked uh, knocked Alexander down three times. Uh, he had beautiful jabs. He had sweet right hands. His left hook was beautiful. He stops Oles- he st- I almost said Olsdemir. He stops Alexander in the 10th round after three fucking knockdowns. What a great fight. It was a war. I loved, love, love the light heavyweight division. It's one of my favorites in boxing. I don't know what happens next. I don't know if he's going to try to wait to get the winner of Canelo and Kovalev. I don't know. But really, really fun fight. So we have the downside of boxing, which is horrible. And, and you know, you got to move forward from it. The plus side of boxing was a great fight on on Friday night. Uh, these two guys, it was it was just beautiful. I definitely look forward to seeing what happens next with uh, better BF. I don't really know what's going to happen with Alexander, but... Better be. I definitely can't wait to see him fight again down the road. Yeah, I agree. Good talk. <laughs> that was our boxing. No, but no, boxing um, roundup. Yeah, no, I I agree. I like I said, I I think boxing is finally getting to the point where um, it's finally starting to have. I don't want to say depth, but it's it's finally having what it needs and clarity almost. Like you have people who are finally starting to get the, the you know the matches that we want instead of them just kind of going. Um, well, we'll give them another. We'll give them another the contender to get ready. It's like, motherfucker, they've been ready for twenty fights. Oh, we gotta get it. We want sixty four. You know, like no, like yeah, you're right. People are starting to be better about it being even. People are starting to get better about. It. Don't worry if it's a you know if you are signed to this guy or you were signed to this mm-hmm. guy. And you know what else? The biggest thing is Jeff. It doesn't matter now as much about taking an L. Nope. You could take an L or two, and you're not out of the top ten anymore. Well, Where 10, 15 years ago, oh my god, he's got a loss. He's a fucking bum. Mm-hmm. Well, here's my thing. That's too. gone. Thankfully. Um, Rightfully. And I think we, I think we brought this up a couple weeks ago on the show, but how we're like, <coughs> you know, obviously the Anthony Joshua Ruiz thing that completely ruined the the trifecta. That ruined the whole Tyson Fury thing. Ruined the whole Wilder thing. And good, it did. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. But here's the thing. <laughs> like, and so that was something that they could have had 
power and stopping, right? They they could have actually made it. You have freak accidents. Look at what happened to Errol Spence. Sure. Now, now depending on his recovery, we're not sure if we're going to get the same Errol Spence back. Right. And that Terrence Crawford fight might might not be Never the same. Never happened. Because you guys wanted to be pieces of shit and prolong the inevitable. You th- And that's what I hate. They're like, oh, it makes you want it even more. Really? Because go back and – granted, I know it was the highest paid or highest – paper you bought like buy ever you're talking about porter spence no i'm talking about pacquiao mayweather oh pacquiao mayweather like, okay. oh yeah people wanted that you did it five years too late maybe even a decade too late yeah. you know what i mean just yeah and, and again well you know it's an unfortunate thing what happened with errol spence and I, I i thought it was just an accident you know what i mean but now it's come out that he was actually drinking and driving which really does a whole nother yeah level of stupidity uh-huh. errol uh, you could chalk it up to big one mistake and i hope you don't ever make it again because it's not just about you it's about everybody else on the fucking road when you just had to drink and drive. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're going to recover. Just that shit pisses me off big time, and I don't want to go off on it. So, um, yeah, they, when you have the two best guys in the fucking division in the whole world, make them fight. It's so it's so simplistic to say and seemingly so impossible to do. However, you're right, and I'm right. Things have gotten better and easier and more productive as far as making those fights happen. So, yep. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, that's the thing. Should, so, we, uh, should we look forward well, to uh, next weekend? Well, off of that, yeah, next weekend we have uh, it's the one championship, Donna Valor. I'll just go over this real quick. You are the one guy, Mr. Essence. Right, so this is where we're talking about John Lineker making his uh, one debut against Moin Gafarov, who is 16-2. and two. Um, That's going to be an interesting fight because they're both, they're both stand-up guys. Um, one being the organization where I'm pretty sure John Lineker can – basically get away with whatever the fuck he wants to get away with which i'm for um <laughs> let the man let the man swing his hands for fuck's sake and then um the two fight the two main fights so we'll go over i'm gonna go backwards on this they're they're both title fights but one's a main mma fight one's a kickboxing fight so you have sebastian katastam who is their welterweight champion over there he's 12 and 4 um he's a swedish guy really really talented guy going against uh kamiran abasov who uh, I believe is from Morocco. Uh, this is a really interesting fight because I, I think this is a really interesting step of competition for Sebastian. Uh, you know, Cameron has had a lot of experience. You know, he's fought in not the who's who's, but he's he's fought in really really good competition. I I still think Sebastian takes it. Uh, I do believe it's going to be a decision though. And then somebody that the Rhino and myself. I, I think he's one he's one of my favorite kickboxers. He's not my favorite. Um my favorite obviously either uh that see be, favorite be tough. I would either have to go with Alex Pereira or Vigo Verhoeven. Yeah. Um which that fight's going to be so goddamn good. Um I do like Giorgio Petruzin too yep, yep. as well. He's a stud. I like uh Raymond Daniels Raymond a lot Daniels too as well, yep. kickboxing. Um but yeah, so I, I, I He's love, in our top tier of guys. He's in our I, top five, top six. But I love Nikki Holskin. Nikki Holskin's a little bit down the line. I love the way he fights, but he's a little guy. Mm-hmm. And you know I prefer the bigger guys, yep. so this should be right up your alley. Yep, I love Nikki Holskin. He's probably he's probably one of the most popular names in kickboxing. Yeah, for sure. He's I Dutch royalty, say. dude. His dad was one of was a great kickboxer. He's a yep. fantastic fighter. Um and he's going against uh Regian Ersel, who beat Nikki Holskin to uh you know, get the uh undisputed lightweight world kickboxing championship from one. Yeah. The um, one organization. So it was a really good fight back and forth. Uh, Ursula just took it later rounds though. 
and they're doing the rematch, which I So you know I, he's hungry, you know what I mean? Yep, so it's gonna be intriguing. It's gonna be really intriguing. Yeah, I, for sure. I think Ursel still wins. But I'm gonna go with Holskin on this one. You know what? That's what I'm gonna do. Just to just to be fun. I respect it. So yeah, that's the one Dawn of Valor for next weekend. What a cool um, name too, Dawn of Valor. That's fucking bad. I love how the, I love how they keep the names like that though. <coughs> yeah. I love it. Um so before we do that, so we're gonna get to we're gonna get to Singapore in a second. Um there's a few fights on the Friday Bellator card that I wanna go over. Uh Frank Mir, Ray Nelson. Um Ray Nelson KO. <laughs> I think it's gonna be Mir's uh Mir by shit. Oh, you know, that now that it, yeah, that by actual shit. I'm going to say mere by submission third round, just to keep it okay. interesting. Um, Phil Davis versus Carl Elbrechtson. Phil Davis by boring as fuck unanimous decision. Yeah, pretty much. Now, the main fight, this is this is the people's fight, and if you want to argue this with me, don't because you're wrong. <laughs> um, Ed Ruth versus Jason Jackson. Jason Jackson being, uh, he was the LFA uh, welterweight champion. He fights out of Henry Hoof's GMH 365. Um, so he has a bunch of killers around him. And then Ed Ruth being a fucking stud. I can't say much. I mean, I, I know he lost against Neiman Gracia. He, he got tired in that fight. Sure. Um, which he, he admits is his own fault. Um, I think Ed Ruth is still the future of the welterweight division in Bellator. Um, he has knockout power. He's a fantastic wrestler. He has sure good grappling. Is. Um, but this is gonna be a good fight because Jason Jackson isn't no slouch. It's his first fight in Bellator, and they're giving him. They're, they're giving, giving him, him a killer, works. man. Yeah, yeah that's works. yeah, that's the reason that I'm picking uh, Ruth. I'm picking Ruth as well, just because Ruth has all the experience in Bellator. He's been there. He's he's felt the canvas beneath his feet. You know what I mean? He's it's so hard, and people don't, who never fought don't understand. You can visualize all day what it's gonna be like, but until you get in there and you get all of the sensory overload that is fighting in front of thousands of people, you don't know what it's like. Uh, the LFA, again, one of my favorite promotions. We've talked about it a million times. I love the LFA. It's a way smaller, more intimate than this Bellator card is going to be. This is going to be much bigger. He, it's going to feel that way. Uh, Jackson is, is a good fighter. I've seen him fight four or five times. He's a really good fighter. I think Ruth is going to have the advantage of the experience. I think he's going to have the advantage that he's already fought in Bellator X amount of times. And Ruth is a daggone amazing wrestler. And he's got a knockout power in the feet for sure. But I just see him wrestling Jackson. So I think it's going to be Ed Ruth. By second round TKO due to ground and pound. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's gonna be, and that's what makes he he's finally he's one of those people that have has made it. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very. Um, he he's like the forefront person that's like, oh hey, if I'm a good wrestler and I learn how to throw hands, they're gonna be too intimidated by my wrestling and they won't realize I can knock him out. Sure. He's like one of the main people that has like, cause he's had like three wins by knockout in his last four. He's a. T- it's hard. Yeah, dude. and uh, he's basically like Yoel, but he doesn't. He doesn't start off slow. He doesn't start off in the third round. <laughs> and, and, and he's he's in good shape. But he doesn't look like he's been carved out of marble the way that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The way that Yoel does. Oh uh, my goodness. Yeah. So there's that, and then um. Fuck. There was nothing else on the belt or besides those. There's ones, a uh, there's one the next day. Dude, let's go over this before we go over the art, uh, Singapore one. Okay. Because Robin Van Roosmelen. Who is another great kickboxer, Dutch kickboxer? Uh, also, uh, black belt in judo. Oh, fun fact! I did not know that. Yep, making his debut against somebody who's gonna get destroyed. Um, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. And then we have um, 
the three main fights, which is Vitaly Minikov versus uh, Javi Ayala. Javi. Javi, fuck off. Um, <laughs> I didn't say you fuck off. Oh, gotcha. Javi, fuck off. Gotcha. Saved it, boys. <laughs> no, I knew what he no. fucking did. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think Vitaly's gonna hundred percent on him. Dude, yeah, he's a fucking. He should be the heavyweight champion. He's a fucking monster, and Javi Ayala is tough, but he's slow and he's plotting. It's gonna be fucking no way. Yeah. So Vitaly, I have second round to him. I mean, I'm gonna beat you on that one. I'm gonna even go first. Nice. First round. Um, KO, not TKO, KO. Nice. And then next fight, we have Paul Daly versus Saba Hamasi, which I'm pretty sure Saba Hamasi actually got cut from the UFC. He fought. He was that guy that got that really vicious. He got KO'd like a motherfucker. That name sounds super familiar, but I'm not putting a face to it. No, he got by that African, uh, Abdul Razak Ahasan. Okay. Because they had to run it back because it, uh, oh, my God. The first fight was like it was called. But it shouldn't have been called. It was one of those ones where, like, oh, we fucked up. So they yeah. actually rescheduled it, even though it was still a loss. And he just got fucking destroyed. Got murked. Yeah. Um. So, Paul Daly. Yeah. Yeah. Simtex Daly is a fucking amazing stand-up fighter, amazing striker. And he's gotten better about the fucking takedown defense. So, yeah, I'm going to go Paul Daly. Uh, third round TKO on the feet. Decision for me. Uh, and then McDonald versus Lima. Now, if anyone knows me, knows that I am, I was slash am a huge Rory fan. I thought Rory was the future in the welterweight division in the UFC. Many of us did. I thought he's, I, th- I still think he has, he would have good potential in the UFC right now. I think he would easily be a top 10, top five guy. Um, But same with Douglas Lima. I, and this is going to come from a surprise from a lot of people, but I, I have Lima winning this fight out of how Rory's been his last couple fights. I I think Douglas is he he's never lost his drive. And I, I think Rory has. Douglas has gone through almost a straight ascension for the past few years. Whereas well culminating with the MVP knockout, which was a huge deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I think Rory has had a lot more peaks and valleys. And I've seen you know like like the Rory we saw against John Fitch was not the Rory we saw against Let's say Robbie Lawler too, right? Which I think is one of the greatest fights of all time. The the whole thing where he was having the internal struggle of, do I even want to be a fighter anymore? Because I don't know if I want to hurt people. Then saying he had come to a resolution with that was okay. I still think that must weigh on him, at least on fight day, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to go for sure. I'm going Lima by split decision. Lima by split decision. I, I have a five rounds as well. I just, I don't know. It, it'll have to be split. I, I feel like Rory will still put up a fight, but I don't know. I just don't, I just don't see it going any other way. So we got split. We both have split decision. Lima wins. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Partners. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he did the over the head high five. But, uh, all right, now we're on to uh, <coughs> UFC Singapore, which on paper does not look sexy. No. It doesn't, and I don't think there's going to be that many. It does, it, dude. Starts at like eight in the morning here, right? Yeah, something like that. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I'm interested in the Maya fucking Askren fight, and that's about it. So I'll just go ahead and make my prediction on that right now. Okay. I'm going to say Damian Maya third round submission. Third round submission. I like saying things twice for dramatic effect now. Dude, they're not going to the ground. They're standing up. <laughs> Doing what? 
I think honestly, if they, stand, each other? if they stand on the feet, I still think Damian Maya has the advantage. He might, but it is. Pretty I think. Close. <sighs> Damian Maya, third round submission. I'm thinking from the right. The essence is pick. He's mulling it over. Draw. Damn the obscure draw. I'll That's call, hard to do. I'll call it right now. <laughs> five round fight. He's draw. That. Would oh be wait, shit! It's five round. My bad. I thought it was three. Um, it could still happen. I mean, no, ten eights and stuff. No, I Damian mean, Maya wins. Damian Maya wins. UD. No submission. Late fourth. Late fourth. So I got third. You got late fourth. So we have our predictions. Fuck you, Ben Askren. That's all I gotta say about that. He gets cut if he loses this fight. As he should. But, but don't remember, if you ask him two years ago, he's the best fighter in the world. Don't worry. Yeah. I I, I don't think he should get cut, but I feel like the UFC will just be like, I, I think he does bring in a lot of revenue for the UFC, like especially with their <sighs> social media and stuff. Again, he's hilarious. We've talked about this yeah. many times. He's really funny. He's a really funny guy. I just hate motherfuckers who talk themselves 10 times above their fucking skill level and are such dicks about it, and that's always how he's been. The, the, the Masvidal thing is one of the greatest things that ever happened in the UFC. <laughs> and it's to this day is the most intense I've ever seen this house that we are recording in right now in beautiful downtown Adrian, Michigan. The the volume explosion that happened when that knee hit his bad. face was amazing. I'm surprised the windows didn't break. It was. Oh, I thought I I thought it was going to be a fucking riot. A SWAT was going to have to come. <laughs> Well, fortunately enough, we, we we regained control of ourselves that night. Yeah. Um, so you, you know what's interesting is that we've got we've got homies um, who also do podcasts. Uh, shout out to Ashley the MMA Nerd. Shout out to my boy Juice from the Fighting With Myself podcast. We've got other friends who do podcasts. They always ask questions, right? They always have like a question for the fans or people who yep. read their Twitter. And I, we, we always, because there's two of us, right? There's only one of them. There's That's two right. of us. We talk a lot. You know what I mean? We don't. We've never done that before. We've never done questions. So right before we came to the studio, I just threw it out there on Twitter real quick. Hey, do any of the homies have any quick questions? If you get them on within the next half an hour, I'll try to get to them. Um, and we got a few responses. And so I want to make sure I definitely uh, put these out there and we, we can both kind of respond to them. If that's cool with you. Uh, we kind of covered the one. one. This first one is from my homie at Unsolicited Fight Picks, Combative Views. Uh, he asked, does Reyes or Walker possess the skills to get past Jones? We covered it a little bit. Um, I do think that both Reyes. Can I take their hands on this? God one? dang! You, don't you love it when a grown man snaps at you to get you to stop? You son of a bitch! Did of you want me to scream in the mic? Be like, be like, hey, let me take this one. I didn't want to. He still doesn't. Really, he still doesn't take his arm back. He's so vascular. He's stuck up there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Essence, of course you may take Thank this you. one, okay. sir. So go ahead and can you repeat the question, please? I sure can. Okay, so it's from our boy at Unsolicited Fight Picks okay. at Combative Views. He says, do Reyes or Walker possess the skills to get past Jones? Okay. So here's my thing. And I'm going to take the reins on this because I'm a huge John Jones fan. Or a Stan, who you learned about last last time we podcasted. That is right. Um, no one will beat me in that contention. I am the biggest <coughs> one. Fucking fight me for that title. Um, and here, here's the thing. You look you look at actual skills. Uh-huh. Skill-wise, John's not great at anything. He's good at multiple things, okay? You have, you know, his jiu-jitsu. He's finally a blue belt in. He's submitted people before. It's his fight IQ that really has gotten him in and his athleticism. Now, here's the thing. Has John fought somebody who has been as athletic as him or has had the athleticism as him? I, I think no. I don't think anyone that he's fought in, fought in, by the way, not fought, fought I wasn't going to say um, anything. 
has had that trait. I think Dominic Reyes and Johnny Walker, if there's one thing that they bring to the table that would be the potential to beat John, would be athleticism. Um, I, I think they're all explosive. I, I think they're calculated. Now, do I think that is enough? Absolutely not. I, I don't think it is enough. I think I think when it weathers, it, weathers down to it, um, once they step in the ring with Jones, they will see who they're against. Um, they'll be explosive the first round, and then John just picks them away. Um, but that, that, that's one thing. I don't think skill-wise they don't have anything that would threaten John, but athleticism would be the thing to threaten him. Yeah. That's my that's my take on that. Gotcha. Um I'm I lean towards in the like I like we kind of touched on earlier. I like the size of both of them. Walker at six six, yeah, Reyes at six four. Um they they're both big, strong young guys. They're, like I said, they they both have this striking ability and John is John has only really been touched bad a couple times. You know what I mean? Like he is so elusive and he's so good with his reach. But if you look at what Gus did to him and Gus won, I think the both of these guys have a stronger punch and knee and kick than Alexander Gustafson did. I think some of those shots that Gus hit John with could potentially put John out. So do they have the skills, as, to answer your question directly, do they have the skills to, to get past John? Yes. Yes, they do. It, is it a 1 in 40? Man, that's not, probably not, that's not, that's too much. I'd say they got a 1 in 20 shot, each of them. Uh, and I don't really give you one or the other that big of an advantage. Walker a little bit with like a one punch strike or a one knee. Um, but no, I still see John winning 19 out of 20 fights against those guys right now. But do they have a chance or do they have the skills? Yes, I think they do. And I think it'd be really fun for everybody because it's always fun to see him not towering over whoever he's fighting, i.e. DC or, you know, whoever. So, um, yeah, yes, they, yes, they do. Uh, we got a few questions on here, but we're running pretty late over time. So um, we'll, we'll finish up with this one. This is from our homie that I aforementioned. Juice from the Fighting With Myself podcast. <coughs> Excuse me, and this is a good one. I really like this. Who on MMA Twitter would you most like to grab a beer with? That's question A, Jeff. Okay. Question B, same question for the entire UFC roster. So, again, who on MMA Twitter, which I'll probably take because I know that's not your thing. Again. I don't drink either. Would you? <laughs> you can't sneak those in when I'm trying to read something, man. It gets me off topic. <laughs> Who on MMA Twitter would you most like to grab a beer with? A. And then B, same question for the UFC roster. So I'll go ahead and start with on MMA Twitter, who I'd most like to grab a beer with, which is going to sound like ass kissy, but I'd love to have a beer with my boy Juice out in New Jersey. And at the same table, I would like my man uh, Marquise from over in Brooklyn. I would, uh, Weak Sauce Radio. I would love you to be at the table. I would love my boy from Unsolicited Fight Picks. And Ashley, the MMA nerd, um, from out there in uh, Washington. So I would love to have all you guys. Uh, Aaron, also known as Juice, my boy from Unsolicited Fight Picks. Ashley, the MMA nerd, and my boy Marquise from out in Brooklyn Way, the Week Sauce Radio. So we could talk about we could talk about boxing. We could talk about MMA. Um, I could learn more about veganism from Juice. I could learn about uh, more wrestling from Ashley and from and from Unsolicited Fight Picks. He's he knows about all that shit too. Uh, Ashley and I could talk a lot about tits. We're big fans of tits. So definitely want to hear about that, particularly Charlotte Flair's. So yeah, that's that's who I would want to from MMA Twitter. And then from the UFC roster, that's a fucking easy peasy one. Cowboy Cerrone, my favorite fighter on the roster. Huge beer drinker. I would love to fucking have a beer with Cowboy Cerrone. Mr. Essence, take it away. Twitter-wise, Naked Gambler for me. Cool. Yep, get that. Because he's just funny. I don't he know. He is funny. So that's why... Um. 
Now, I have a two-part for the second one, and I'm going to disclaim right now that when I say the female one, I'm going to say a joke. It's a fucking joke. I'm Macy, myself. <laughs> Macy Barber and I get to open the beer for her. You get what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> uh a Bill Cosby reference, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. That that's that's the straw that broke the camel's back right there. Oh boy. Well, we are a true person show, therefore I will always have the back of my boy the essence, no matter what he says Great. or does. <laughs> I may or may not agree or coincide with it, but I always got his back. No, I wouldn't do that. I'd be I'd be a nice gentleman. I'd let her open her own beer. So who's the who's the male fighter? Cerrone. Oh, you want to be okay. One hundred percent. It has to be. If you pick anyone else <coughs> other than Cerrone, now if you would have said who would you like to like, and I don't do drugs, and this is actually me being like actually serious. I do drink, but I rarely drink. All right. Yeah, like, I'm the same way. Like rare. Like I probably drink. I save it all for the cruise. Realistically, the the my vacation I do at the end of the year. Um, but I've never done drugs. But if you were to like say, hey, do you want to do cocaine off a stripper's ass? Who would you do it with? A hundred percent, I would do it with John Jones. <laughs> He would show you the way, man. He would be your Sherpa exactly. on that ascension up the mountain. Exactly. He would and, show you the way. Yeah, and then I'd be like, dude, let me hit this one. <laughs> Hits um, person in car. But yeah, so no. yeah, that's those are the answers to those questions. And we have a few more. We could save them for next week, though, probably. Um, one more real quick thing. Uh, there's a new Muay Thai promotion that started called Boy Muay Hardcore. Yeah, Made they, play, yesterday. they play hardcore music Yeah, they in the play background. metal music in the background. They use MMA gloves instead of boxing gloves. Oh, my gosh. If ever there was a fucking card meant for me or a promotion, this is it. Right. So I really look forward to seeing the next round of uh, Muay Thai promotion. Um, shout out to Combate America. Shout out to Campbell, McLaurin. Uh, we look forward to seeing you fairly soon, sir. The uh, UFC, I'm um, the UFC. The Combate Americas Monterey, I still need to watch the tape from, but I heard there was some really good stuff on there. I can't wait to do that after the Lions game is over today. Um, I don't know, Jeff, was there anything else you wanted to get to before we sign off here, my man? You forgot to mention next week, on. I did. Oh, yeah, so uh, we have to, yeah, I meant to do that after we answer the question. So uh, next week we got a huge show. We are going to be having two guests that have agreed to be on the show next week so let's hope fingers crossed this doesn't jinx it by not uh by uh by not mentioning it but yes next week we're gonna have um what we're calling the the super show from combat sports 101 we are not only having the rhino in the essence but special guest star ashley the mma nerd with all of her wisdom and our boy juice from the fighting with myself podcast and all his wisdom and all his hot takes and all of his amazing voice singing and his great impressions and Ashley's everything else amazingness. And we're going to be doing the great breakdown of UFC 244 in a possible two-hour extravaganza of podcast mayhem. And we are going to have so much fun, and it's going to be awesome, and we're going to get after it. And what do you think about that, Jeff? Y'all better be ready to argue. <laughs> well, I assure you that that Juice will have no problem arguing with you. Perfect. And uh, and then Ashley and I will probably be more of the uh, Switzerland, you know what I mean? Or the well, sorry, debate. I should say. Yes, not debate. Argue. That's true. Because we respect each other's opinions, but I think you two will have a lot of debating opinions yeah, exactly. uh, on things. But it's going to be so fun. We're going to be breaking down UFC 244 from Madison Square Garden, the most stacked card of the year. Bad motherfucker belt on the line, and all of the undercard being amazing. Yes, Ashley, the MMA nerd. Juice from Fighting With Myself podcast. The Rhino, the essence from Combat Sports 101. It's going to be a super cast, 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 cast. I'm not going to lie to you. This is what I'm going to do next week. 
Well, my bad. As you say this week, because it's coming up Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You're going to pay for your whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> hey, we can't do much better than that. So on that note, cheers.